Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church and Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Great to be back with all of those who are tuned in and wanting to be in God's Word and study His Word on a regular basis through these short podcasts every day, seven days a week. Only about 13, 14 minutes usually, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. People in your life you know who need to be in God's Word. They need to grow stronger in their faith. Help them along this line by sharing these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help them come closer to God. You may help them ultimately make that change in their life to become faithful followers of Jesus Christ, become Christians, and ultimately you may help them get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're getting toward the end of our particular line of thought and study, but we've got a couple more days counting today to get to that point, to finish it up. We're talking about drifting. And the Hebrews writer, we're using Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, and while the penman was that particular writer, this is God's word. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. In other words, God breathed God's very word, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. The Hebrews writer, writing God's very word, says, therefore, therefore we must give the more earnest heed, in other words, serious diligence, serious attention, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, now that's God's word, the teachings of Christianity, the gospel of Christ, lest we drift away, lest we drift away. Now we've talked about different examples of people drifting away, and a lot of times In fact, I would suggest to you most of the times when people start drifting, they don't realize they're drifting for a while, maybe for a long while, until all of a sudden they're in some kind of situation where they wake up and they realize, how'd I get here? We talked about the fellow out fishing in his bass boat, and he finds a place where the fish are biting somewhere off a shoreline, and he starts casting his line out there, and he's catching fish left and right. But after a while, he realizes, I haven't caught any fish for a while. He looks up and he examines the shoreline, and he realizes he's 10, 20, 30, 50 yards down the shoreline from where he was catching the fish. And uh, how did I get here? Well, he did not have an anchor on his boat to keep him in that spot. And so he has gradually drifted down the shoreline. He's not where he was to start with. He didn't even realize he was drifting away from that particular spot. We talked about the airline pilot flying across the ocean. No land bearings to kind of mark his progress or his direction. So he has to follow his compass. He has to stay on course. He has to pay attention because, and this applies to a pilot, you know, on a ship at sea as well, because depending on how far the distance is, and if he's traveling across the ocean, it's probably thousands of miles, If he's off by one degree even, he can miss his destination by 50 miles or 100 miles or even more. He has to stay on course. He has to follow the compass. What is our compass in our spiritual lives? It is the Bible, God's Word. What is our ultimate destination that we should be heading toward, making sure that we're staying on course? 
an eternal home in heaven. That ought to be the primary goal of every single one of us in life. And as I said many times in teaching and preaching, if we don't get to heaven, our lives have been a failure. You can try to explain that away. No, no, I did this. I accomplished this. I would. Getting to heaven is all that really matters. And if you don't get to heaven, your life's been a failure. Don't try to explain it away. We've talked about married couples who they get married. They're madly in love. They're so happy together. They're enjoying their married life together and their relationship. They can't get enough of one another. They talk to each other. They tell each other what their day's been. But then gradually they start drifting apart over a period of years. And somewhere then along the line, you get the word so-and-so and so-and-so just got a divorce. And you say, what? What happened? And maybe you call one of them up. You talk to him. Say, well, we just kind of grew apart over time. Well, another way of putting that is they drifted apart. They weren't paying attention to their relationship. And that's what the Hebrews writer tries to get across to us. Give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, to who we're supposed to be as faithful followers of God and Christ, lest we drift away. If we don't give proper attention to our spiritual lives, then almost certainly we're going to start drifting away from where we ought to be in our spiritual lives, from our relationship with God and with Christ. Well, how much attention are you giving to your spiritual life? Are you with the church every Sunday, every first day of the week, every Lord's Day, when the church comes together to worship God and study his word and be in fellowship with one another? Or do you make excuses for not being there a whole lot of the time? If that's the case, almost certainly you're already drifting, drifting away from where you ought to be in your spiritual life and in your relationship with God that you ought to have with him. Are you praying regularly, consistently, every day, throughout the day? That's keeping your communication lines with God open. If you're not, almost certainly you're already drifting. What about are you in God's word? Are you studying? Are you are, 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 are some way? Are you, you hearing what the word teaches on a regular basis? And I'm not talking about once every six or, or, or ten months. But I mean daily or close to it anyway. If not... Where does faith come from? How, is, how does it develop? How does it get stronger in our lives? By hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So if you're not in God's word, you're almost certainly drifting. Well, what about prayer? Are you praying to God as you should? I think we've already talked about that. If you're not, then you're probably drifting. Almost certainly you're drifting. A lot of people, they start playing with sin in their lives, and they get into more and more destructive, sinful practices. And when that happens, let me tell you, you're drifting. You're drifting. You need to get back to where you're supposed to be. A lot of congregations, a lot of churches, and denominationalism is filled with this. They're drifting into, in fact, they've already drifted 
into doctrinal error, impurity. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3, the Apostle Paul wrote, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. Why do you think Paul wrote the letters that he wrote by guidance from God through the Holy Spirit? The letters to the Christians in Rome, the letters to the churches in Corinth and Galatia and Ephesus and Philippi. Why did he write those letters to Timothy, his co-worker and beloved son in the gospel, to Titus, his co-worker? Why did he write that letter to Philemon? He was, read, he was writing God's, God's guidebook, basically. The church in Corinth, they had need of straightening some things out because they were drifting. When you read the seven letters to the seven churches in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, you talk about it, most of those congregations were drifting, drifting away from trueness to God. And let me tell you again, denominationalism, they're, they're already going down, they've already gone down that path for the most part. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. And here Paul writes, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. How many churches, how many denominations go through some process of supposedly re-examining what they believe, what they teach? As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. 1 Timothy 1 and verse 3. See, the truth is narrow. It's always narrow. It's not open to compromise and still be the truth. Churches that have gone off into doctrinal error, and what does the word doctrine mean? Simply teaching. When they go beyond what God's word says, they've, they've drifted. Paul wrote to Titus in Titus chapter 2 and verse 7. In all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned. When you start teaching things that are contradictory to what the Bible teaches, you've drifted in a whole lot of churches. Denominationalism is full of such churches that have done that. They start compromising. They start discussing things that are clearly taught against, and they start wondering, well, Maybe, you know, it's modern times, things have changed. No, God's word has not changed. Or else they don't teach things that the Bible clearly teaches. And they try to excuse that by making people feel good about where they are. They want to open the doors, supposedly, to more people coming in. Well, if you're drawing people into error, into an atmosphere that, the teaching is basically self-destructive, you're not helping people. You need to be teaching them the truth of God's word so that they can come to repentance, understand how they need to live their lives according to God's word 
so that they can be secure in their spiritual lives and they can look forward with confidence to heaven itself. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5, one of those letters, again, to the seven churches that came from Christ himself. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, and he's writing this to the church at Ephesus through the apostle John. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. In other words, he'd say, I will remove you from being truly identified as being one of my churches. Where should our allegiance be? To God, to his word, to Christ, our Lord and Savior. John the Apostle wrote in 2 John chapter 1, verse 9, whoever transgresses, and basically that is missing the mark, going beyond or coming up short, Whoever therefore transgresses and does not abide in, that is, live in, live by the doctrine of Christ, the true teachings of Christ, does not have God. Truth is narrow. Truth is narrow. Is your church drifting? Are you personally drifting? You need to get back on track. You need to pay attention to to your compass, God's word. And you need to get back on course. Let's pray. Father, help us to see the true path to eternal life with you in heaven, the path of righteousness according to your teachings, the path of faithfulness to you by your word. Please, Father, help us and help us to be examples of the right direction to everybody around us. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.